All right, so the topic of discussion today is the INFJ door slam. Um, And just to give you some reference or context, the INFJ is a Myers-Briggs typology indicator code that talks about cognitive functionings. And if you haven't, um, or if you don't know about it or, or haven't taken it, there's a there's a lot of ways to get it, right? You can have it administered by a certified um, test uh, MBTI person. There's one, there's a free, this is a plug, but I'm not endorsing it or getting paid for it, but a very common one you can go online for is called the 16personalities.com. You can get a free test there and it also gives you information about each type. So... Again, that's 16personalities.com. Again, that's not an endorsement or anything. Um, it's just a really common one, and it's really easy to take. Um, sometimes these tests can be very long. I've taken the test multiple times, um, at least five throughout the past few years on different platforms, and I've always been an INFJ. And the research that I've done speaks volumes to the fact that, yeah, I am. Um, I'm very supportive of it because it does give you some really deep insight about how you cognitively function and how you receive and interact with your environment. Um, yeah. So if you don't know what MBTI is, check it out, find out what you are. I'm very curious to see if there's any other INFJs who listen. Um, we are, we are said to be the rarest type out here. So if you are an INFJ, you are, you're like a unicorn. So if there's any other unicorns out there, let me know in the comment section. But today I'm going to talk about something that INFJs have gotten a bad rap for, and that's the door slam, the dreaded door slam. And (laughs) it's really something that if you are on the other side of the door slam, it can be felt as cold, um, painful, even sometimes evil in a sense. But if you're the INFJ doing the door slam, it's none of that. It's a protection mechanism. So the point of this podcast is to give you the perspective of the door slam from the INFJ perception or perspective. Because... If you read or just type in INFJ door slam anywhere, it's gonna you're gonna hear from people who have had it done to them and how horrible INFJs can be and how weird we are and da 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 da. But I guarantee you <laughs> the door slam is not as abrupt as people make it out to be. Now, first of all, I'm not I'm not really cool with the term door slam, and most INFJs aren't. It's really interesting because the door slam has been designated as an INFJ trait, but it's very obvious an INFJ did not did not make that up because the even the term or the the visual that you get from a door slam is surrounded by what uh, drama, outburst, you know, all these things that INFJs don't do. We don't do drama. We don't do outbursts. We don't do like angry representation of emotion and everything else. Now, will you, can you meet an INFJ who does that? Absolutely. But because there's other things that play into your personality, right? 
you are not just your behavior code, right? It, it depends on how you were raised, your coping skills, mechanisms, and things of that sense. But for the most part, INFJs just don't do drama. We don't do big um, expressions of anger and things of that nature. If anything, we just walk away. And that's kind of what a door slam is. Like, if if an INFJ termed it, I think it would be something similar to the permanent walk away. Because that's kind of what we do. We just, we're here one minute, we're gone the next. And not just gone, but like, gone, gone. So let's go a little bit deeper into what what it might look like for the person who receives the door slam. This is what it might look like. It might look like one day you're talking to this person, one day you're on the phone, you're texting, you're doing stuff together, and then the next day this person ceases to exist. You can't get them on the phone, you can't get them anywhere. Um, a couple weeks go past, you pass them in the street, they look right past you like you don't even exist anymore. And this is somebody that you might have talked to for days or, you know, and communicated with or been in a relationship for years and Now they are literally acting like you're the invisible man or invisible woman. And that can be painful, especially if you feel you don't know where it's coming from. But I guarantee you there was a lead up to that. And that's why I wanted to make the podcast today is to kind of give the other side of the coin when people refer to this door slam. I'm using air quotes because... I'm not really a fan of the term. So for an INFJ, we need harmony. We need structure. We need to know what's going on, things of that nature. We need to know there's progression and things of the sort. So when that's not happening or you're doing something repeatedly that is hurting us and we bring it to your attention and you choose not to do it, or you've done something that has hurt us to the core. It could be a one-time time event, but it was so painful. Our response to that, our response to repeated hurts or a major hurt is to remove ourselves from you. To protect ourselves. So it's not something that is done to be callous, to be cold, to be hurtful. It's done because you have hurt us or done something to to cause so much discord that we feel we need to protect ourselves from you. And I know for anybody who's listening, who's this, who this has happened to, you might be like, wow, really? Like (laughs) you go that hard and, and, and go, yeah, we do. Because here's what's different with the INFJ. There are other personality types who have this type of energy um, when they're dealt with things like that. Like they'll just, they'll separate themselves. They'll take a moment. They'll ignore you. With an INFJ, is a, the difference is this person is now dead to us. And I know that's a really dark statement. And I do have a strong Scorpion place, Scorpio placement, but I'm not trying to be over dramatic. I'm giving you facts. When an INFJ decides to permanently walk away or door slam, you are now dead 
to us. Meaning we are no longer putting in emotion towards you. We don't think about how you're doing today. We're not wondering, wow, your birthday's coming up. Like we probably will forget your birthday. You know what I'm saying? We're not, we don't care what's going on with your kids. We don't care what's going on with your mom, like our dad. We don't care. Like you do not exist to us anymore. And that's why it could be such a disheartening experience for the person who it happens to. But you have to understand there's a lead up there. It's not something that uh, we don't just wake up and say, screw you. You don't exist anymore, right? No, there's a lead up there. There was either behaviors that were not being corrected, that were brought to your attention that aren't being corrected, or something was done that was so painful that we cannot we don't we can't process the the concept of maintaining a connection with you. So, as an INFJ who has done a door slam, currently doing a door slam, sometimes we know we're doing it, sometimes we don't. Sometimes we feel it's coming on, sometimes we won't. But what we always will do is let you know ahead of time or behaviors will let you know ahead of time something's going on this is not working for me or working for this connection. And if no change happens, we just feel it's time to leave. Now, do we end every relationship with a door slam? No, no. Some, you know, some relationships end just because both parties just choose for it to end. Door slams happen when there's usually when there's a pain associated with it because the goal is protection of self. So, here are some ways that might look like, right? Somebody who has been door slammed or permanently walked away from, um, you, this person might cease to exist anywhere on social media anymore because they have blocked you. They have deleted all your contacts out of their phone. Any text message threads have been gone. They've removed your contact out of their email, out of their phone. They have blocked you. They don't want anything to do with you anymore. And I know this might seem really harsh for somebody who has experienced a door slam or currently going through a door slam. Their INFJ friend, girlfriend, boyfriend um, is exhibiting this behavior. I'm, I'm being so real and transparent like I always am with my podcast. Now, are there exceptions? Yes. If you have children in common... If you live together, if you're family, you can't really do a full-up door slam, right? Because there, there is a connection involved. So when that happens, it's not so much as a permanent walk away, but the relationship you had before the event will no longer cease to exist. What does that mean? The behaviors that you see from your INFJ will be different. They might not be as accessible as, as they typically are. They might not be talkative as they usually are. They most likely likely will pull back from giving you any information about themselves and just become really closed off. It will be very difficult to try to experience the same connection you have with that person because they no longer want it or even recognize it. So is there... Workarounds behind the the door slam, there is, 
but it's usually uncomfortable for the person who door slammed, who was door slammed, or who the INFJ has chose to distance themselves from. Um, other other um, examples of possible ways that the door can come back open. And that's really dependent on the person who initiated the door slam, right? The INFJ who who did it, it really it comes down to what their ability is to trust again, you know, to trust that you're not going to have repeated behaviors, to trust that you're going to make changes, to trust that you're not going to hurt them again. That really comes back down to that. So I'm not saying, because I can't speak for everybody, that there is a way to get back in after the door is slammed. I can't speak for everybody. I know for me, once I've done this to somebody that there's no need for a further connection, there will no there will not be further connection. You know what I'm saying? If there is no need for me to communicate with this person and this person has hurt me to the point where I'm like I can't even fathom you being a human anymore, there will be no further connection. Now, I'm going to throw this out because my podcast does have a spiritual aspect to it. What if there's like a soul tie, a soul contract, and things of that nature? Those have different things going on with that as well. You know, so... I just want to be very upfront when I'm talking about that. Because there might be some people who are going through it or they just don't understand what it is. And I, I don't like really, I'm not somebody who sugarcoats things. Most INFJs aren't people who sugarcoat things. And then, of course, my Sagittarian placement, I'm just really blunt. You, you, could, you could have somebody, again, the door slam from the INFJ, INFJ's perspective that makes it unique to the INFJ is you're dead to them. You're literally dead to them. Like, you no longer exist. You're a freaking ghost. Um... They can walk past you in the street. They'll they'll look past you. Like, they won't even acknowledge that you're there. And it's not because they're doing it on purpose. They literally just do not acknowledge you. They're there. Um, it's not like, oh, I see so-and-so coming. Let me ignore them. They are just not paying attention to you. Um, and like I said earlier, your birthday might come up. They, who cares? Like, <laughs> and again, I'm laughing and chuckling as an INFJ, because so many people feel that it's such a cold, calculated, brutal thing to do. But for us, we felt it was our only thing to do. So hear me when I say this. It's not malicious and intent. For us, it feels like that was our only option at this point to save our peace was to make you disappear from our awareness. So, if you are somebody who has experienced the door slam from an INFJ and you're kind of clueless about why, what I would suggest is go back to what was going on right before it happened. Because you will be able to determine when it happens. Because it is it, it's like a knife cutting down a piece of a, a loaf of bread. There's a distinct cutoff when it happens. So if you go back to that time, because there's, there's people who've come to me 
who know I'm an INFJ and, and they've been trying to figure this out. Like this event could have happened years ago and they're still like, I don't understand what happened. So if you're somebody who has been on that side of the, of the cutoff of the door slam, right? And now you're on the outside, go back to right before it happened and look at what was going on in that relationship and that connection. What was happening then? Where it was, where there conversations that were repeated about behaviors, where there are issues going on that just kept coming up, coming up, coming up, and there was no resolution to it. Did your INFJ say they need to talk to you about something and you just kept blowing them off? Um, did something happen that caused your INFJ to get hurt? Go back to those times and that's going to tell you why this person did it. Now, the further you get away from a door slam, the harder it's going to be to get that door back open. Because the longer, when there's emotion attached, and I'm not saying we're in, uh, we don't have emotion. With every door slam I've done, I was hurt. Boo-hoo hurt crying. So it's not like one day the person wakes up and they're like, screw you, I'm done. I don't ever want to deal with you ever again in my life. No, there's hurt attached to it. There's crying attached to it. There's pain. Because if it wasn't, we wouldn't be able to do it so intently. So I'm not saying this does not come without pain for the INFJ. It comes without, it comes with so much pain. We need it to make you not be a part of our life ever again. That's the level of pain it comes with. It's not something we like to do or want to do. And that's why we try to give so many attempts to fix whatever this is before it happens. Because sometimes people think it's a joke until it happens. And then they realize, oh, they were being serious. We are being so serious. So, you know, I'm not going to harp on it too much, but I definitely wanted to bring up a topic about it because I've heard so much about the door slam from the INFJ um, and how evil it is and how INFJs are just misunderstood. Um, you know, that we're just misunderstood a lot of the times to give a perspective from an INFJ who has done it and currently in the process of it right now. Like, so it does, it comes with heart, but we feel for us, that's the only way we can, pers- uh, you know, persevere and maintain our peace and harmony is to remove the growth, the molds, like all of it. Um, but if you have been door slammed by an INFJ, if you, if you want any attempt to try to get that door back open, again, this is different from if you have a reason to maintain contact. Like if there's, um, children involved, if you're family members and things of that nature, but if you're not, and there's no reason to maintain contact and you really feel you screwed up and you want to get back in good graces, A, you have to know that the relationship's never going to be the same. It's never, after the door slam, the relationship is never going to be the same, even if they crack it back open. It will never be fully wide open. It will just be a crack. 
So you have to be prepared to do that. Um, and B, the longer you wait after the event, the harder it's going to be. Because we'll every day, every minute is a steady purging of the experience of the relationship out of our system. So the longer you wait, the harder it would be. Like if somebody just door slammed you, then it will be easier to try to go back and say, hey, let's talk about what happened, blah, blah, blah. They may or may not be receptive to it, but the longer you wait, the less chance they will be. Because with every day, and that's just with everybody, you know, the longer or the further over from the event, the less emotions attached to it. So the further you wait, or you're listening to this and you're like, oh, that's what happened. So maybe when I did this three years ago, that's why they did this. So maybe I can reach out to them now. Good luck, because they probably still have you blocked. <laughs> or if you do have mutual friends, they probably told the mutual friends you don't want any contact from you. So please don't. Um, I don't want any updates about this person's life. So please don't. But if there's some way you get back in, in hold of them... And say, look, I want to talk about what happened before this. It it really is just dependent on who this person is and how they will respond to you. Like every person's different. They might respond to you like, okay, you know, I guess I'll hear you out. Or they might respond to you like, who are you again? You know what I'm saying? So again, it just depends on what happened uh, the person themselves, the INFJ themselves, because again, every INFJ is different. Um, one of my closest, dearest friend, he's an INFJ. And while we are extremely similar, extremely similar in a lot of things that we do, um, his upbringing, my upbringing has been different. So we have different views on different things. So even though we're both INFJs, um, we, we differ in certain areas when it comes to like really, um, surface type of things, but at our core, we're so similar. It can be scary. And he, and he was the inspiration for the blog that I wrote about a unicorn connection. Right. Um, and we have, we have a whole nother level of history to where, that's 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 a whole nother podcast. I'm trying to get him on to do a podcast with me, so I'm crossing my fingers uh that he'll do one with me. But yeah, that that's a whole nother experience. Two INFJs in a connection together is different. It's a different experience. It's very rare, you hardly ever see it. Um so I'm I'm hoping that we can do that so we can give our experiences when when we were together. And I say were because we're not anymore, but when we were together, it was a different experience. And that's an example where, you know, we didn't have, we didn't door slam each other. Could you imagine two INFJs door slamming each other? Holy cow. But no, we didn't have to do that. Ours was more of, <laughs> like I said, that's, that's a whole nother topic for a whole nother podcast. So hopefully, um, this wasn't too long, but I wanted to give people who have experienced the door slam, what it 
is like for the INFJ, what could potentially have occurred to have it happen in different ways, you may be able to reverse it. But again, I would not put all your eggs in one basket thinking that it can be reversed because unlike other personality types, we don't just say we don't want to be around you anymore and still have you on our mind. When it's a f- when it's a complete door slam, you're dead to us. And I, I don't know how else to explain it other than we knew you existed. We knew we had a relationship with you, but you no longer exist anymore after this event. It's kind of like when somebody passes away, you remember them, you have memories of them, but you know that they no longer will ever be a part of your life ever again. And that's when I say you're dead to us. That's what that means. It's like we literally... That, that pain that we feel when we have to do it is kind of a mourning of the connection, like a, a mini funeral, because we know it's dead. And even if the door comes back open or it's reversed, the relationship you had before the event will no longer be. Um, so yeah, if you have an INFJ who's super important to you, just be mindful. Like if they're bringing stuff up to you on a repeated basis... That's really important to them. We we don't like to bring things up just to bring it up. That's not what we do. We don't bring stuff up just to create drama because we don't do chaos. We don't do drama. We like harmony. We like to absorb, observe people. Um, and a lot of times we might be bringing it up because we're sensing something coming due to patterns of behaviors that we want to get ahead of before it becomes a problem. So there's a lot of different reasons why your INFJ person could be bringing things up. But my word of advice is don't ignore it. Don't ignore it and don't think it's going to go away on its own. Because if that INFJ is as important to you um, and that you value that relationship, the best word of advice is if it keeps coming to the forefront, you want to discuss it. Because they might be prepping for that door slam. Or understand that. If you hurt us, if you hurt us to the point to our core where we question who we are, the door slam can come out of nowhere. So that's just a word of advice. Again, it's not done to be malicious, to be brutal, to be cold. We're doing it to protect ourselves because the behaviors that have been expressed are shown that are painful. And it's just as painful for us to do it as it is for someone to receive it. So... If you have any questions about the door slam, if you've experienced the door slam or if you've been an INFJ who's door slammed somebody, I would love to see some comments to find out, you know, how that kind of played out. And they might be able to connect with other people who the door slammers and the door slammy. Is that even? Yeah, we'll go with that. And if you are curious about if you are an INFJ, if some of this stuff sounds like, you know what? Hey, I think I've done this. Check out the website 16personalities.com to find out if you are. You know, you might be an INFJ and you might have been doing this your whole life and didn't know. Like for me, I'm a military brat. So I felt that because as a child, we moved so many times, I was able just to disconnect from people because of the fact that I've moved so much and it's just a part of my life. So when I started doing research about this, I was like, wow, it's not that at all. You know, yeah, military brats, when we grow up, we do have the ability to detach and and move and be flexible with that. 
but the finality of a door slam, like I said, the person is dead to us. That's unique to the INFJ personality type. And it was really refreshing to see that I'm not some weird wacko who can just detach when need be. This is just a part of who I am. So check it out. You might be an INFJ and don't know it. Or you could be some of the other um, personality types. It's just really interesting to know and see how you function and how you receive information and how you interact with, with the information you receive. So again, thanks for listening. Glad you're here. I hope everyone's staying safe. And look, like, I think this is a pretty consistent flow I'm trying to do. Maybe one a week, once every two weeks. But um, let me know how it goes. And I know I've kind of pulled back from the spirituality topics uh, a little bit since the past life regression, I'm going to do a follow-up to the past life regression. You know, it's been some months now to let you know what some of these impacts are and how I'm still having impacts from that regression. It, it's been bananas. So that'll probably be my next uh, cast. But thanks so much for listening. If you've gotten this far, I really appreciate it. And I'm so interested to hear any comments from any INFJs out there or people who have experienced that as well. But you guys take care and stay safe. Did you know if you pay your nanny or sitter more than $2,300 a year or $100 a week, you owe taxes? When Care.com HomePay does your nanny taxes and payroll, we make sure to find all the tax benefits you qualify for, up to $8,000 a year. From tax filing to payroll, Care.com HomePay has it all covered. When you sign up for Care.com HomePay, we handle your nanny payroll, W-2s, everything you need. Try our service for free for the first month. Go to HomePay.com to get started. Did you know if you pay your nanny or sitter more than $2,300 a year or $100 a week, you owe taxes? When Care.com HomePay does your nanny taxes and payroll, we make sure to find all the tax benefits you qualify for, up to $8,000 a year. From tax filing to payroll, Care.com HomePay has it all covered. When you sign up for Care.com HomePay, we handle your nanny payroll, W-2s, everything you need. Try our service for free for the first month. Go to HomePay.com to get started.